the Bulldog Interviews on BullyNet with your host, Dave Kaufman. He's a nice guy, but only gives belly rubs to dogs. Welcome to the Bulldog Interviews. I'm Dave Kaufman, and today we're talking about Bulldog Rescue. I have Diana Angusser here, and uh, hi, Diana. Thank you for coming on the show. Thanks so much, Dave. I appreciate the call. You're welcome. Um, Diana, can you give a little introduction of yourself, a little background? Uh, let's see. I have been Bulldogs for 45 years. Uh, I'm a breeder. I show. I judge. And I also am head of the board of directors of the Bulldog Club of America Rescue Network, which is a national program. We do a little bit in Canada, too. Um, that rescue rehabilitates and rehomes over 2,000 bulldogs a year across the country. Wow. So what, what does the network look like? Uh, basically, we have um, some very large ones, such as Long Island mm -hmm. uh, Bulldog Rescue, and they, the person who handles that, Lorette Richen, she basically is the coordinator for most of the Northeast. Then we have SoCal Bulldog Rescue, and that's Skip. Mm -hmm. And he handles, oh my goodness, most of Southern California. We have a very active res rescue in Northern California. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm in St. Louis, and I do St. Louis English Bulldog Rescue. And then through the Midwest, uh, we have very active rescues in Texas and Oklahoma, some new ones in Alabama, Mississippi. You get up into the northern part, you have Detroit English Bulldog Rescue. You have in Detroit, and she handles, gosh, almost down to Kentucky. Mm -hmm. We have Smoky Mountain. Uh, we have some very active rescues in Chicago area, adoptable in Chicago. And um, kind of spreads from there. Okay. And then we have the small, you know, some smaller ones, mm -hmm. uh, which sadly are getting bigger. Mm -hmm. This is a problem with rescue is you really hope that there comes a time where you're, you're out of business. Yeah. Um, and sadly, with the popularity of the bulldog, I'm not seeing that happening in the next 10 years. Mm -hmm. We're probably one of the biggest and best organized rescues with the parent clubs in the AKC. Okay. In terms of number of dogs and how we're organized. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you were saying that it's it's an increasing thing. What was what was the history of that basically that you've been seeing? Uh, basically, the organization was formed in 2004. Uh, it used to be in the 80s and 90s and into the late 90s that the bulldog clubs, the local bulldog clubs, one or two people would handle rescue. Mm hmm and usually that was a dog that needed to be rehomed. Uh, divorce, a death in the family, you know, some reason like that. It was a, you know, a nice pet that needed a, a new home. In the mid-2000s, that started to change. Mm -hmm. And you never saw a bulldog in a shelter. That was unheard of. Yeah. If a bulldog was in a shelter, somebody was looking for him. Uh, now, I would say about 30% of our intake nationally is from shelters. Okay. And that is a very, very sad number. Mm -hmm. Bulldogs became popular. Right now, I think they're, what, number four? Yeah, I think so. In the AKC registration. Mm -hmm. 
and you have an awful lot of people that are looking at bulldogs as a money play. Mm-hmm. And uh, before the big recession, bulldogs were the number two puppy mill dog in terms of dollars. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that drove a lot of it there. Everyone wanted a bulldog, and then here's the downside. Everyone's looking for a cheap bulldog. Right. Uh, there aren't any. Mm-hmm. There are no cheap bulldogs. Um, the I'm in Missouri. I'm in the biggest puppy mill state in the union. Mm-hmm. And um, watching what's happening there, mm-hmm. and the you know selling to pet stores. There used to be a lot of importing from Eastern Europe, mm-hmm. and that was a disaster for the dogs. Mm-hmm. Um, now we just have an awful lot of backyard breeders, and we have some very, very big commercial breeders yeah. that are breeding for the pet store market. Um, and that's, and you know, we're also Missouri is the home of Hunt Corporation, which is the largest supplier of dogs to pet stores. Oh, okay. And so we we have a lot of things going on in Missouri that is you know, an issue. Mm -hmm. Your number two puppy mill state is Pennsylvania. That's where I'm from. Yep. They're right over next in the county next to us. Lancaster County. Yes. You have a lot of the Amish and the Mennonites doing it. Mm -hmm. We have a large Mennonite population and some Amish in Missouri that are doing the same thing. Mm -hmm. Um, And they are, you know, they are breeding these dogs as livestock. Mm Mm-hmm. And, you know, as my brother said, when the pig's not having piglets, it's a bad day for the pig. Yeah. Uh, so we see, you know, right now I'm working on one that's going to be nine girls coming in from a, from a mill. Mm-hmm. The biggest issue is the good breeders cannot keep up with the demand. Right. I mean, I breed a litter a year, maybe. Mm-hmm. And have a waiting list a mile long, yeah. you know, for anything that I want to put out as a pet. Mm-hmm. Um, but my dogs are health tested and, you know, excellent lines, and I'm in the 23rd generation of my breeding program. Wow. The other issue that's come in has been the colors. Mm-hmm. And what we're seeing is a lot of the color linked issues that you get with the dilute fawn. Okay. Which is what the blues and the chocolates and all of that are. Mm-hmm. Um, the good thing is, is that the price is starting to come down on them, so I'm hoping that's going to kind of fade out. Right. You know, in the, in the next five to ten years. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But the, you know, the drive is, we want a bulldog, we want a cheap bulldog, mm-hmm. and people will put them on a plane. They'll do PayPal. They never meet the people. Mm-hmm. And once that check clears, they're done. Yeah. And it, it's um, it's sad because a lot of the things that we're seeing is, you know, the normal bulldog issues, the entropian, the long palate. Uh, we're seeing so much more now on megasophagus, on small tracheas, mm-hmm. on um, just, you know, how can I put it, uh, orthopedic issues. Mm-hmm. Uh, the number of spina bifidas has gone through the roof. Um, and that's just bad breeding. Mm-hmm. But in the meantime, someone's still paying $2,000 for this dog. 
Right. And then, you know, it was sitting there. They thought that's what they were paying. And then, as I've always told people, you get a cheap bulldog, have 5000 in the bank. Mm-hmm. That will usually be about your first year medical care. And then it goes on from there. Mm-hmm. But with the economic downturn, an awful lot of people can't afford this dog. And now let's throw Craigslist into it mm-hmm. and eat the classifieds into it and the other, you know, buy, sell, swap sites that have become very popular. The <clears throat> We get the dog. We can't afford the dog. The dog has an ear infection. Mm-hmm. And this is a, an actual case. Mm-hmm. The dog changed hands five times in one year. Wow. That's right. Uh, he died on the table mm-hmm. trying to do a double ear ablation. Mm-hmm. Uh, it had gotten so bad that he went, had a huge abscess and it went septic and, mm-hmm. you know, we lost him on the table. Yeah. Um, we're seeing heartworm is becoming a major issue. Um, which you didn't see that much, but that's moving north. People are moving more. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they're bringing a dog from the south to Oregon. Right. Oregon never saw heartworm. Mm-hmm. Uh, the rescu- the big rescue in Oregon has had three or four cases so far this year. Yeah. They're, they're like, we never tested for it. Mm-hmm. Well, you test for it now. Right. Um, it's, a, it's a lot of challenges. We are all volunteers. Mm-hmm. No one gets paid. Um, this is a labor of love. Yeah. Uh, sometimes you're losing your mind over it, but mm-hmm. uh, the positive thing is when that dog goes to his new home mm-hmm. and you can see the dog is happy, the people are happy, and the dog has a wonderful home for the rest of his natural life. Right, so right. That's the positive side of it. Yeah. The, neg- the negative side of it is making a four-hour drive on an emergency because the neighbor calls and says, my neighbor's going to shoot his dog tomorrow. Yeah. They're getting a divorce. And you drive down there and you find out that the dog is blind from dry eye. Mm -hmm. And he's four years old and he looks like he's 12. Yeah. Um, Now, you know, he's absolutely amazing dog. Right, right. And no one, and no one knows he's blind. Mm -hmm. But, um, he couldn't close his eyes. Yeah. He would sleep with his eyes open. And I'm going, I can't even I can't even wrap my head around the level of pain mm-hmm. that he suffered. Yeah. Um, and, you know, then you see the ones that, um, you know, which we do get calls on where they simply cannot afford the medical care that the dog needs. Mm-hmm. And it's not big medical care, it's, you know, entropian surgery or, you know, something like that. A lot of times we'll refer them to our vet who will do, you know, who's an awesome vet and does great discounts. Um, and sometimes, you know, we'll take the dog in. It's, you know, they're just, they've already spent all this money mm-hmm. and they're out of money. Yeah. Uh, we took a dog in five, five, six years ago that um, he pretty much bankrupted him. The vet bankrupted him. Mm-hmm. And all the dog needed was a change in diet. Yeah, yeah. And he's 12 years old now, and still doing great. Uh, but that was that was heartbreaking. Mm-hmm. Um, you see a lot of human tragedy, and then you see a lot of just human ignorance. 
Yeah. You know, where they got the dog and had no idea or any real interest in caring for him properly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, we do get about uh, 5 to 7% of cruelty cases that are coming in through, you know, the various shelters and uh, governmental organizations. But on the whole, I would say 50% of our dogs coming in are owner surrenders. Okay. Um, a lot of times it's a dog they bought off Craigslist. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm, not as advertised. Yeah. Yeah, most of them are you know, mm-hmm. uh, and so they, you know, paid money for this dog and found out that it totally hates children <laughs> and, and is really not all that body trained mm-hmm. and doesn't mind. Um, or you get people on Craigslist, some of these will be retired breeder girls. Mm-hmm. Uh, we took two of those in three weeks apart. Mm-hmm. And these were very young, active families with small kids who were very noisy. And you took a dog from a, you know, breeding situation mm-hmm. and threw her in the mix of that, and they just shut down. Yeah. Um, both of those dogs are, you know, with retired people. Yeah. And are doing fabulously. Mm-hmm. But that environment was not the right environment for that dog. Right. Um, yeah. Generally, any dog that comes in is in foster for at least 30 days, mm-hmm. and that gives us a chance to evaluate the dog and see what is going to be the profile of the right home. Mm-hmm. And then after that, we, we have a fantastic database of people who have applied, and we go through the database and we can sort it all mm-hmm. different kinds of ways. You know, if the dog needs a yard, mm-hmm. we had a little guy here, oh, he's a two-year-old barbarian, Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, you just looked at him and went, you are such a barbarian. He says, but I'm cute. I went, okay, yes, you are, and that saved you. Um, he he got along with other dogs. <laughs> he loved kids. Mm-hmm. He needed a fence because if he started to go, oh, about a mile later, he'd turn around and go, I think I'm lost now. Yeah, yeah. But it, it was a lot of fun. <laughs> um he he was mulligan. He, he he was just a piece of work. Yeah. Uh, each one of them is different. Mm-hmm. You, know, you you can't say it's a bulldog and therefore it's going to be great with kids and it's going to be a couch potato and it's going to be these things. Right. Um, each one's a, a different personality, mm-hmm. and that's why working with a good breeder is so important mm-hmm. because they're raising the dogs in the home, right. and you have a pretty good idea by six weeks. You know who's 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 the rabble rouser and who's the middle of the road guy and who just wants to sit on the couch and watch TV. Mm-hmm. But when we get them into rescue, we've got to make those evaluations. Right. You know, see how they are with other dogs, see how they are with children, see how they are with cats. Mm-hmm. Uh, do they need a fence? Can they do steps? Right. Uh, we're seeing more and more that really the orthopedic issues. Mm-hmm. are such that the dog today can, but we can't place that dog in a home where he's got to do a full staircase to go in and out because yeah. you're looking at the hind-end assembly going, he can do it now, and he can probably do it for the next couple of years. Yeah. But in uh, four years, somebody's going to have to be carrying him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And if he, you know, he still has to go out and go potty. Yep. Uh, the... 
it's a challenge. You know, sometimes it's heartbreaking. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Mulligan came in because dad at 41 years old had AFib and had to had two strokes. Wow. And he it, he was a dark brindle dog. Mm-hmm. And in, and the dad's eyesight was impaired, and his mo- his movement was impaired, and he had tripped over the dog twice. Okay. And it it broke everyone's heart. Mm-hmm. But it was the right thing to do, you know, to place this dog. Right. Um, and we got him into a wonderful family who thinks he hung the moon, mm-hmm. and he's happy, and everyone else is happy, and those are that's what we strive for is that the right dog in the right home. Right. Um, and all of this costs a bunch of money. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, vet bills are our biggest cost. Nationally, uh, from a national standpoint, we do grants for startup. We do grants for uh, multiple dog intakes. Mm-hmm. If Because uh, that can break a rescue. Right. If you get seven dogs in in a week, mm-hmm. um, if you're not geared up for it, that, that can break you. Right. Um, and that's so much a dog, and they can use that for anything. Mm-hmm. They can use that to buy crates, to buy uh, whatever for bedding, for vaccinations, for it's the only thing that you can use for, you know, to do a spay-neuter. Mm-hmm. Um, to get that dog to the point of now we can get it into a foster home and now we can go on with it. Um, and that's a an often utilized thing. The medical grants are for exceptional medical expenses. Mm-hmm. Uh, just, did, just did one for a 10-month-old dog that needed a heart procedure done. Hmm. Um, and that was $4,000. Yeah. Uh, he's 10 months old. It was a very, very successful surgery. And he hopefully will have, you know, a normal life. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's money's used for that. Um, the startup grants are to help rescues get started. Mm-hmm. Um, and we do a lot of national fundraising, you know, for that. Right. And then on the local level, you know, you've got, I would say St. Louis is a medium-sized one. We'll do about 100 dogs this year. Okay. Uh, Skip out in California, Southern California does 600 dogs a year. Wow. Uh, Lorette in Long Island, she does almost 400 mm-hmm. a year with the popularity of the breed. You know, as it becomes more popular, more dogs aren't the right fit or whatever. Um, then we have, you know, smaller groups, Utah, Arizona, that do, you know, 10, 15 mm-hmm. a year. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a it's a pretty good strong network, and we work together mm-hmm. and help each other out. Um, you know, we spun off St. Louis spun off Kansas City about two years ago now. Okay, it was one of our volunteers out there, mm-hmm. and she finally got good enough at it and together enough about it that she spun off into Kansas City English Bulldog Rescue. And then we got one in Wichita, Kansas, mm-hmm. and that's sort of how it flows. Um, it's it's very challenging, and it's a lot of uh, emotional care. Mm-hmm. It's oh my God, somebody has to come get this dog right now. You know, all of us have jobs, right, and families, and our own dogs. Mm-hmm. 
And I will say that these volunteers, they make it happen. Mm-hmm. If it were not for them, for the people who will pick up a dog, transport a dog, the people who go through and uh, assess the adoptable homes, who assess the foster homes, who work with the fosters, and then heaven love them, the people who fundraise. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, you've got to be fundraising all the time. Yeah. Um, we stay ahead of the sheriff, barely. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's sort of how that works. Okay. Um, and it's, like I said, nobody gets, nobody's pulling a paycheck for this. Uh, my my brother said to me, he said, seriously, seriously, the amount of time <laughs> that mm-hmm. you do it. Uh, somebody ought to be cutting you a paycheck. And yeah. I'm like, this you do for the love of the breed. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's a wonderful thing. And when you see the ones that you know what they were when they came in and you see them now mm-hmm. and you see them that they're happy and their people are happy. And that's, that's the payback for all of it. Um, well, that's kind of the, the short, oh, okay, little mm-hmm. statistics, average age uh-huh. of between four and six years old okay. is the average age of a dog coming into rescue. Um, we will occasionally get younger dogs, mm-hmm. but it's a lot like Chunk where he had a uh, a grade five heart murmur. Okay. You know, he had uh, pulmonary stenosis. Um, sometimes we'll get a young dog in because we got the dog and then found out why the kid was sick all the time uh-huh. because the kid had allergy to the dog. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, those happen, but on the whole, they're, like I said, four to six-year-old bulldogs mm-hmm. that are a little confused about what's happening. Yeah. You know, especially when they've been Craigslisted a few times mm-hmm. um, because there's, there's no screening on that at all. Right. And, um, and I had the average normal vet bill on a dog that doesn't need anything extraordinary mm-hmm. is about four hundred and fifty dollars. Mm-hmm. By the time you get it spayed, up to date on shots, rabies vaccination, microchip, and uh, heartworm test, mm-hmm. uh, you're in that four fifty range. Right now, we have had dogs in rescue that were ten thousand dollars bills sure. on them. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, you know, the average adoption fee is about $500. Okay. So it's a, you know, from a business model standpoint, it's a massive money loser. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, without public support, um, we we could not do it. Yeah. I mean, no nobody could do it. And now, a word from our sponsors. If your dog sitter isn't using Corettable, what are they doing to your dog? You don't know, and that's a big problem. Dog sitters using Corettable relieve the stress, guilt, and anxiety that a dog owner experiences when they're away from their dog. If you love your dog, insist that your pet sitter use Corettable. Check out Corettable today at Corettable.com. That's C-A-R-E-D-I-B-L-E.com. Corettable also works great for people who use caregivers for loved ones, like children and the elderly. So check out Corettable today at Corettable.com. That's C-A-R-E-D-I-B-L-E.com. Now, back to the Bulldog interviews. So the things that you could use would be volunteers, money, and adoption people. Yes. (laughs) Yes. 
and uh, and especially, I mean, the holy grail of adopters is mm-hmm. the no small children, uh, fenced yard, mm-hmm. three steps to go outside, mm-hmm. um, bulldog experience, mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and um, willingness to put up with the transition. Yeah, yeah. And with with St. Louis, most of our dogs get adopted by their fosters. Okay. You know, the fosters get first first chance at adopting. Mm -hmm. And the problem is with the, you know, not pet-friendly dogs. Mm -hmm. Oops, there just went a... There just went an only pet foster home out the door. Now has a bulldog. Okay. (laughs) Have to find more. Um, Yeah, it's a... It's a it's an ongoing challenge. Yeah, and um, you know, but volunteers' main thing is money, mm-hmm. um, and that goes to pretty much all the fosters pay for is the dog food, unless they're on a special diet, and then usually the rescue pays for that. Okay. Um, most of the time, you know, we're providing crates and pads and collars and leads and. Mm-hmm park guard and fleet control stuff and all the other good things and it's it's a it's a day-to-day challenge and you never know what the next phone call is going to be yeah you really don't right right um we will not take a dog with a human bite history okay uh too big of a liability Mm -hmm. and um and at that point you know we in, in most states now, they have dangerous dog laws. Right. Yep. Um, and at that point, once a dog has bitten a human, I mean, other than they're in a dog fight and you were stupid enough to put your hand in there. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, I don't consider that a bite. Mm-hmm. Um, but if the dog, you know, bites you with intent, mm-hmm. um, there that, that, that really, really locks your options down. And sometimes I've talked to people for several months, mm-hmm. and I'm like, this is not going to go well. Yeah. You know, you've got a child that the dog is afraid of. Mm-hmm. The child wants to corner the dog. Sooner or later, the child's going to get bitten. Right. Yep. And then I get the call the day the day he bites the child. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I cannot take him now. Yeah. You know? Yep. Oh well, yeah, you, yeah, you said that. Well, yeah, I did. Um, but you know, for the most part, it's bulldogs in need. You know, it's bulldogs who need a home. It's bulldogs who need a place. It's bulldogs who uh, need some health care. Mm-hmm. Um, and we provide that and get the dog back onto, you know, a, a level footing mm-hmm. and adopt them and find them a great home. Uh, and we talked about this before we started. We do over 2,000 dogs a year. Right, yeah. And that's so, a lot of bulldogs. It is. A lot of drool. <laughs> a um, lot of drool, a lot of lot of spit on the walls. Yeah. So, so if somebody wants to get involved, um, what's the best way for them to do that? Is it to check out your website? Check out the website. It's rescuebulldogs.org. Okay. Uh, and we have Have Help. Mm-hmm. And you know how to adopt. Uh, if you need to surrender a dog, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a new website. We've been very, very happy with. Um, it's answering a lot of questions mm-hmm. up front. 
Uh, we have a FAQ page. And a lot of it, though, is look at who is your local rescue mm-hmm. and contact them. Right. Uh, because most of this is local. You know, we try to work, I mean, in St. Louis, we try to work with an hour radius of St. Louis. Okay. Um, otherwise, it just gets to be too much, too much driving, mm-hmm. you know, too far away. <laughs> Uh, some of the other rescues will adopt a little further away, mm-hmm. but most of the time they've got an affiliated rescue there who can go over and do a home check. Um, and it, it's very, very good cooperation between mm-hmm. the different organizations. Uh, I've been very, very pleased and impressed with how well all of that is going in terms of working with each other. Mm-hmm. You know, can you help? I mean, I've done it. I know other rescues have done it to help transport a dog. Right. Um, When you get into, like, Arkansas, we don't have a rescue in Arkansas. Um, And so we've got some dead spaces, Mm -hmm. you know, where if someone wants to do it, you know, we'd love to talk to them. Uh, It's a lot more commitment than people think. Yeah. Uh, They get in. Well, you go into rescue because you love the dogs. Mm Mm-hmm. And then you find out that you have to have money <laughs> you <know>? uh, yep. <laughs> to to pay for all this. Uh, but it, it's uh, a lot of the rescues do auctions. Mm-hmm. I mean, Facebook has been a fantastic tool for um, the different rescues. Mm-hmm. And most of them now are 501c3s, public charities, or have applied for, to be 501c3s. Um, because you almost need that now to, you know, raise money. Yeah. And, you know, and, and done right, uh, you know, meetup groups have been awesome. Mm-hmm. You know, we'll, we'll have a meetup group and have 80 people show up and 40 bulldogs show up. Yeah. And it's kind of a mob scene of bulldogs, you know. <laughs> we're, all, we're all just a little bit tired and excited. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, yeah. But, but uh it's a it's a challenge. I mean, some of them you look at them and go, if there were not AKC papers attached to you, yeah, I would not in this lifetime call you a bulldog. Yeah, yeah. Um, especially with some of these breeders in southern Missouri. Yeah. Um, other ones, I mean, we just got our first miniature bulldog. Okay. She was two and a half years old and weighed thirty-one pounds. Wow. And she was a good weight. Yeah. Um. And she, they paid $6,000 for her mm-hmm. and found out she needed a pallet job. She needed some eye work done and she needed to be spayed and forget what else. Oh, and they had potty pad trained her because they also had a chihuahua. Wow. It was a long 20 hours mm-hmm. first time to get her to potty outside. Yeah. She was like, I'm not pottying outside. Right, right. I said, yes, you are. Yeah. And it was a little war of the worlds. Yeah. Uh, we got a little dog from Lebanon, Missouri, which is down in the southern part of the state, mm-hmm. that um, basically been tied to the to the chain link fence at animal control overnight in the rain. Wow. And looked at her, and I mean, I fostered her. Yeah. And my brother said, he said, this is an old person's dog. Yeah. And I went, you know, I think you're right. And then... You know, whoever, probably the owner died or went into the home, and this dog probably shifted around for three or four months. Mm-hmm. 
and then nobody knew what to do. So they tied her to the fence in animal control and took off, and she came up into rescue, and uh, she's a a little piece of work. Yeah. Because when we got her spayed and everything else, she was like, I'm going to scratch it. Yeah. So we did the belly band, uh-huh. and she took that off and put it in her crate and peed on it. Mm-hmm. And then we did the belly band and the T-shirt, and she got all of that off mm-hmm. and put it into her crate and peed on it. And I said, I'm going to fix you. And so I did a knot everything else. Uh-huh. She pulled the knot over her butt and pooped in it. <laughs> and it was the war. It, it was it was the war of Diana and Charlotte. Yeah. Uh, and so we cleaned up all that. I said, I'm going to fix you. And so we did duct tape mm-hmm. on the T-shirt. Mm-hmm. And she couldn't figure out how to get that off. Yeah. Um, but she couldn't be scratching at her incisions. Yep. Um, and so we got her through that. And she's in a foster home now and, you know, is just a, just a little princess. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, you've got to enjoy them. I mean, they, they are – there's no other breed like a bulldog. Right. Yeah, there just isn't. Uh, tell people you're you're getting a two year old in a fursuit. suit, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. and everything that two year olds are doing is what bulldogs do. Yeah, you know. Oh, you want to go to the bathroom? Oh, you need help. Oh, you close the door. <laughs> oh, there's paws underneath, and we're having a meltdown because, you know, you could be I don't know disappear from there. Yeah, uh, yeah. they they are such wonderful dogs. And they are such a joy. Yeah. Um, and when you see them come in pretty broken and then get them fixed and then see them happy, mm-hmm. it, it it pretty much makes it makes it work. Yeah. Uh, but it's it's a lot. Yeah. And and I mean I love this breed. I've loved this breed my whole life. Mm-hmm. And I kind of got snaggled into rescue about uh, close to 20 years ago yeah and you know and it grew from there and then you just keep writing the checks (laughs) 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 keep writing that check yeah yeah Yeah, that's good uh but that's kind of the basics of rescue um what else would you like to know well tell us about your other your other involvement with bulldogs you said you're you're a confirmation judge Yes, confirmation judge. Um, you know, love judging the breed. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm not a political judge, so I don't get a zillion assignments. Yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, I love the breed. I've been a student of the breed my whole life. Mm-hmm. And looking at changes in the breed that I'm not sure are what the original people intended. Mm-hmm. You know, the understanding of what a brickhead is, mm-hmm. what balance is. Um, when you judge this breed, the first thing is what's breed type. Right. And when I watch them come in, I look, every dog, could you bait a bull? Mm-hmm. And it starts there. Yeah. You know, do you have the balance? Do you have the the athleticism which people don't think of bulldogs as athletic dogs. Mm-hmm. Um, my old special, who was number four in the country, and I wasn't trying really hard. Uh, I'm five seven, 
And I was messing around with him with a plastic bag, which was my stupid fault. Mm-hmm. And I was, you know, yanking it up in the air. Well, he looked at me and he said, I'm going to get that. And he jumped seven feet. Wow. And caught my finger. Yeah. And I'm standing there doing the ee, you know, like he slammed it in the door. And he's like, ooh, I'm really sorry about that. <laughs> like, yeah, so am I. Um, people think that when they baited bulls that they jump at the bull. Mm-hmm. They don't. They go under and up. Mm-hmm. Uh, saw an 11-year-old retired girl of mine do it to a horse. Yeah. That was a shock for all parties. Um, the people she was living with, they had just bought a very expensive horse from California or someplace. And, oh, got to come over. Okay, yeah. We all go over and everybody goes down and, you know, the old girl goes down and she's sitting in the middle of the aisle and they brought the horse up and she looked up and went, oh, God, no. <laughs> you, know? uh-huh. you saw the voice of her ancestors. Uh-huh. And that little 41-pound bitch jumped straight up, grabbed a 16-2-hand horse by the nose and sat down <laughs> and went, do you just see what I did? Mm-hmm. <laughs> How freaking awesome is that? <laughs> and you're like, drop it. And the eyes squint. Yeah. No. Yeah. I caught it. It's mine. You know, drop it now. Not gonna. And you know, <laughs> and you the job inch, you know. To, uh-huh. And then she's, oh, you're, you're just a buzzkill. And um, she was big man on campus for two weeks. Yeah. She was just walking around going, man, I did that. <laughs> but seeing one do it. Yeah. And what they're bred to do. Mm-hmm. And everyone complains about bulldogs jumping. I'm going, they're a jumping breed. Yeah. That's what they do. I yeah. mean, you train them not to do it, but um, a bulldog should be able to jump four to six feet mm-hmm. straight up. Hmm. And that's a lot of the way they're built is to do that. And then when they sit, they brace the front end. Well, there's not much going to move her. Yeah. If if they've got if they've got the hold right, right. Um, so type, you mm-hmm. know, I, I look at type on these guys, and I'm seeing a move to a round head. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm seeing a move to very overdone dogs. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't like hearing a dog who can't breathe. Mm-hmm. Um, six points is a nose. Mm-hmm. Everyone forgets that. If they can't breathe, they can't live. Yeah. And in my experience, longevity in a bulldog is almost 90% associated with how well does he breathe. Because mm-hmm. if they're sucking air and every breath that they take is a strain, it's it's not it's not healthy for them. Right. It's the strain on the heart, the strain on the lungs. They stop moving. They gain weight. Mm-hmm. Um, it was always supposed to be a moderately active dog. I mean, not like a Weimaraner, mm-hmm. um, but a you know a moderately active dog that would basically walk out to the bull. They didn't run out; they walked out mm-hmm. and go up and under him and grab him and hold him. And you have a forty to fifty pound dog is holding a 1,400-pound bull. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of stuff that's put together on a bulldog to make that work. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, yep. People are like, well, why are their hips loose? Mm. 
I don't know if this is accurate, but I heard it from an awful lot of old guys years and years ago, all of whom have been dead forever, mm-hmm. that the reason the hips are loose is if they don't get the hold right, mm-hmm. if the bull shakes its head, if the hips are tight, you broke its back. Okay. The hips are loose, it doesn't. Hmm. I'm going, you know, and it's a shame. We've lost so many great, great old breeders. Yeah who studied this breed Mm -hmm. and who brought the knowledge of the prior generation with them. Um, Now everybody gets all their information on the Internet. Mm -hmm. And 50% of that's, really? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, there's a plan. Who came up with that one? Yeah. (laughs) But it's it's the most difficult standard, I think. Mm Mm-hmm in the AKC, mainly because it's written in old horse language. Most of these old guys were, they were horsemen and dogmen. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of the terminology is horse terminology. They talk about a well-let-down hawk. Mm -hmm. They talk about the placement of the wither. They talk about um, the placement of the ear is to be high and on the the edges of the skull. a lot of that language is horse language. Okay. And most people now aren't horse people. Mm-hmm. I'm fortunate I did both. Mm-hmm. But, uh, so I didn't have any trouble saying, well, yeah, I know what that is. Um, you know, they talk about the pastern, they talk about the foot. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but what the breed was intended to do was to be a dog who could go out and hold an animal who weighs between 800 and 1,400 pounds. Mm-hmm. Wow. <laughs> you know, you think about it, and I mean, having seen one do it, yeah. Um, people don't realize how fast they are. Mm-hmm. They're not distance dogs, but they're incredibly fast on the sprint. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, watching that, 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 that speed from a stand into a full go. Yeah. Uh, there aren't many breeds that can do that. Uh, you know, bulldogs aren't going to run like that for a mile, mm-hmm. but they sure as heck can do it for 20 feet. Yeah. And that you can barely blink that they move so quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, in the 1835, when they outlawed bull baiting in England, the breed almost died. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was a group of very, very dedicated people who changed that dog from what he was to a family dog. Mm -hmm. And that was done by very dedicated people. Um, From what I understand, the original bulldog was not a super friendly dog. Mm -hmm. It wasn't supposed to be. Right. It was a butcher's dog. Um, And from that, we got the, you know, basically the bulldog itself has not changed that much in 100 years. Mm -hmm. If you look at pictures of pugilist and of a bitch called Silent Duchess. They were both at the same time, uh, early 1900s. Um, He was 33 challenge certificates, and she was, I think, 31. Mm -hmm. And apparently the owners hated each other. I would have loved to have seen what those two would have produced. (laughs) (laughs) But there was, you know, total hatred. Um, You look at Pugilist, the pictures of him, and Mm -hmm. go, that dog could win today. Yeah. 
you know, just a magnificent dog. Yeah. Um, and, you know, when I do education on it, I mean, I've done some judges' education, and I just basically take the pictures of the two of them. I said, if you see this bitch, put her up. If you see that dog, put him up. These are probably the two <laughs> best bulldogs that ever happened. Take a really good hard look. Yeah. You know? yep. this, is, this is this is it. There's supposed to be a very definite sex differential. Mm-hmm. And the standard says it. That all due consideration will be always given to the bitch because she does not possess the magnificence of the male. Mm-hmm. And so it's supposed to be a breed that you don't have to look under them to see if it's a boy or a girl. Right, right. You should be able to look at the dog and know if that's a dog or a bitch. Yep. Um, but, you know, I enjoy bulldogs. It's my hobby. Mm-hmm. You know, God knows if I was doing it for money, I'd be living under in a box under a trestle somewhere. Yeah. Um, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> if you do it right, it's next to impossible to make money. Yeah. You know, unless you've got 80 dogs in a kennel and that's, you know, you're assembly lining them. Um, and that's part of the problem, too. Yeah. You know, is the good breeders, we don't breed that much. Right. We, we, breed, we breed for ourselves. Mm-hmm. I'm breeding for my next show dog. Yep. Um, not all puppies are going to be show puppies. Yeah. And, you know, so then the rest of them go into pet homes. Mm-hmm. Um and it, it's a it's a challenge. It's a very very challenging breed. Um, the pop I cannot wait until bulldogs are back at like number thirty six. Yeah, yeah. Where you have a bulldog because you just really like bulldogs, mm-hmm. and they're not the uh, the trendy dog. Yeah. Um, Frenchies are now, you know, running right up with the bulldogs. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I think they should probably be in the top ten this year. Um, with the, you know, with the big push on Frenchies. Yeah. And that's a, that's a shame too. Popularity in any breed um, ends up being destructive. Yeah. You know, to the breed. Yeah. Uh, you get, you get out of the fanciers and the people have the breed just because it's their breed. Mm-hmm. And into, it's the latest, greatest thing and I've always wanted one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, but it's, we keep going and, uh, you know, keep soldiering on and do everything you can for them. And you just want to see happy, healthy dogs that fulfill their lives as companions. Yeah. Bulldogs have no other use. Definitely. Definitely. Um, you know, their only job is to be a pet. Yeah. Um, and they're very good at being a pet. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they also are very good at, they're, Bulldogs and Bassets are probably the most managing dogs. Mm-hmm. And they both do it the same way. Um, and I mean, someone who's had a Basset has no trouble having a Bulldog. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Bulldogs manipulate. Mm-hmm. They're, two, they're two-year-olds in fursuits. Yeah. Daddy won't let me do it, so I'm going to go talk to Mommy. Mm-hmm. Mommy might, might let me do it. And it's that same thought process. Yeah. You know, and you and you watch them, and you watch them winkle into what they want to do. Yeah. Um, they are also very, very smart dogs. Mm-hmm. And if something works, they're going to keep doing it. 
And the problem is, is when you get one that found out that he could snap and growl at people mm-hmm. to get his way. Mm, that should have had a discussion with him about six months old. Yep. You know, <laughs> when, yep. when you know, we, we're, we're teenagers and we're going to see what works. A um, friend of mine had one that I was over at their house and walked by and he was sitting in the chair and he growled at me. I... It's not my house. It's not my dog. And right. I didn't even think. I grabbed him by the scruff of the neck and I tossed him out of the chair. Mm-hmm. And I went, oh, crap. Mm-hmm. <laughs> not one of mine. Yeah. Uh, he he lived to be 13. He bit everyone in the house about three or four times. And whenever something had to be done with him, they would call me and I would come over and all I had to do was look at him. Mm-hmm. And he'd get out of that chair. And I'm just thinking... You should have done this. Yeah, yep. You know, you're you're letting a dog run your house. Mm-hmm. Um, I work on the basis of when their little paw holds their pen and writes a mortgage check out of their personal account, mm-hmm. then they have an opinion. You know, yep. other than that, it's my house and my stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they'll still winkle you into. I mean, I've had people who've had bulldogs. You know. That they're they watch the TV program the bulldog likes because mm-hmm. <laughs> if you don't the bulldog comes over and paws you he tells you we don't like that program yeah and so many of them are great television watchers I mean they sit there and watch TV and yeah oh. you know, they're they're into it they're following the whole thing yeah um, like I said they're a bright dog but they're they're more like cats in that if they're comfortable. It's all good. Mm-hmm. If you're not comfortable, I'm sorry for you. <laughs> you know, but I'm good. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, continue on. Yeah. Uh, there's no other breed like them. Yeah. There's just no other breed like them. Uh, they make you laugh. They make you smile. Mm-hmm. They break your heart. Uh, but once you've had one, you, you you don't have anything else. Right. I mean, you can you can still like other dogs, but. Um, Bulldog takes a takes a part of your heart, mm-hmm. and that's that's what they do. Yeah, they do. They certainly do. There's, like I said, I I love them to death, and you know when you're not wanting to kill them. <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <laughs> yep. And how did you think of that? <laughs> I don't know. It kind of spoke to me, and I don't. Know, it just had to, you know, the bed exploded, and you know, thank God I'm safe. You know. <laughs> <laughs> and they can do that so quietly. Yep. You know, <laughs> look at you and just go. Yeah. And the problem is what? Okay. Uh, but they, you know, they're 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 one of a kind breed, mm-hmm. and you know, and I'd like to see some younger people get in seriously into the breed, other yeah. than to make a buck. Right. Uh, sadly, most of the things, you know, the younger people I'm saying getting into it or into it to make make money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm like, if you're, if you're doing this right, you're not making money. Right. Yep. You know? Yeah. Um, and again, it's popularity. Yeah. You know, when hopefully, in, like I said, in 10 years, the breed will be back down to in the 30s and mm-hmm. we, won't ha- we won't have to be... Taking six dogs out of a shelter yeah. at one time, yeah, um, which has happened to 
that that's probably the biggest change. Yeah. You know, that you're seeing bulldogs in shelters. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, I love it when they bring in the 12-year-old girl who's blind and deaf and has massive ear infections and can't see with her collar on and say she's a stray. Yeah. Yeah. No, she's not. Right. She she can't walk far enough to go anywhere. Yeah. Uh, and we've become a very disposable society. Mm-hmm. You know, you want the newest iPhone, you want the newest whatever, will you throw away the other one or you sell the other one and you get the newer one. Mm-hmm. Um, and we buy on the internet. Mm-hmm. And that, I think, has done more damage across mm-hmm. the board. Mm-hmm. The idea of we can go online and shop and we like that puppy. Okay. Here's my credit card. Hit the thing and ship it to me. Yeah. Um, that's been a, a massive change. Right. Uh, it's just how we as Americans are shopping and doing the business. And when we want it, we want it right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, today I woke up and decided I wanted a bulldog. I'm going to go online and find one. Yeah and hit the button and then go, gee, that isn't what I thought I bought. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, you know, this isn't Amazon. You know? Yeah. <laughs> it just, it's really not. Yep. So, let's see. What else would you like to know? That kind of... I think that sort of wraps it up there. And, uh, okay. I mean, I, I love hearing your passion for the breed and, you know, your... You know, quite often you'll have somebody that that just does rescue, and that's because it's it's all encompassing and all consuming, and it is for you too. But yet you still are in there with, you know, the the show community and you know educating people about the breed and stuff like that. And I, I think that's awesome. And I think, um, you know, the stuff that you do and the other people that are involved with rescue is just incredible. Um, I'm hoping to be able to to find some bandwidth on my own end here to be able to help with some of that stuff too in the future but uh just hats off to you guys for that and uh hopefully one of the things is and i and i said this to the council meeting in chattanooga Mm -hmm. i said rescue we have more contact with the bulldog loving public on a daily basis Mm -hmm. the parent club has on a quarterly basis right right we do more educating about the breed, about care of the breed. Uh, we are always available. Mm-hmm. You know, I tell people when they get a dog, if it involves projectile vomiting, projectile diarrhea, the side swells up, or blood, mm-hmm. call me until I answer. Yeah. <laughs> and that's any time of the day or night. Yeah, yeah. If it's anything else, send me a text, send me an email, and if I don't respond in 30 minutes, send me another one. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anything that's, you know, life-threatening, yeah, yeah, no, you, you call until I answer, I'll get off a conference call. Yeah. You know, on the second hit that you hit me with. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's referring to vets. My yeah. dog has an itchy tail. My dog's doing this. Mm-hmm. My dog's doing that. Um, God love one of the <laughs> one of the people had a had a young dog you know got him from a breeder I referred him to mm-hmm. and he's uh he's a year old he's sitting on the couch he's having a good time 
This mm-hmm. guy takes a video of it and sends it to me. He goes, what is he doing? Mm-hmm. I go, what do you think he's doing? <laughs> you know? <laughs> he's having a he's having a very good time. He is a teenager. <laughs> and <laughs> yeah, but send a video. You know? <laughs> What's he doing? Uh, well let's think about that for about two seconds. <laughs> you know? God love it, you know. Yeah. Um you wanna see people have their dog, enjoy their dog, have a great life with their dog. Mm-hmm. And in order to do that it's gotta be you know, you really want him to be a healthy dog that Bulldogs used to be a 12 to 14 year breed. Yeah. yeah. Now the average is what six and a half. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a breeder issue. Yeah. You know, when I took my first rescue dog up to my vet, he needed a uh, he needed entropian surgery, mm-hmm. and I'm standing there watching him do the entropian surgery, and I said, um, "What's the post op care on this?" Mm-hmm. And the tech looked over at me like. Why are you even asking that? And my vet said, she has never done this on one of her dogs. Mm-hmm. She's never done a pallet job on one of her dogs. She doesn't do this on her dogs. Yeah. And, I mean, since that time, my God, I weaved on legs and knees and elbows and throats and eyes and tails that grew into the body. And, oh, my word. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, you're going you're gonna to see things that you probably didn't even read about in a book. Yeah. You know, <laughs> yep. With, yep. with some of these, where you're just like, okay, that's weird and different. Uh, you know, <laughs> uh, it, it, it's a, you, you have to take joy in the breed. Yeah. You know, I mean, everyone has their breed. Every so often when I get angry, I'm going, I'm getting rid of bulldogs. I'm going to get an Irish terrier. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go straight to Irish terriers. Yeah. Don't know much about them, but they're cool-looking dogs. <laughs> Going to do an Irish Terrier. <laughs> they live to be 15. They have no major health issues. Yeah. And there's not much grooming involved. They are, however, terriers, and they dig and they bark. Yeah. Um, but I can put up with that. They wait. I can pick them up. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. And that's never happened. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll have bulldogs until the day I die, I think. Yeah. Um, but I wish you the best with this, and I really had fun doing it. Well, thank you very much. And, and good luck, and uh, we'll all go off and do what we can for the Bulldogs. Yeah, definitely. Well, I'll, <laughs> I'll try to wrap up some good show notes and put them in with the, with the, with the podcast. And uh, okay. hopefully it uh, can can just get more awareness out there If and uh, hopefully uh, spur some people to – to get involved absolutely yep absolutely yeah it's rescuebulldogs.org all righty and i really appreciate it thank you so much it's been a pleasure you're welcome dana take care okay take care bye-bye thank you for listening to the bulldog interviews on bullynet with your host dave kaufman check out the show notes from this podcast at bullynet.com Please leave a five-star review and your honest feedback on iTunes.